so the key is is the teachers. They are ground zero, hands-on working with these students every day for seven to eight hours a day. So that is why it's important to understand how their experience, how um, their uh, views and beliefs affect their decisions when implementing discipline. Um, what I've experienced even in conducting interviews and in just my working experience in general, you have some teachers who are very prescriptive um, and they just strictly follow uh, the school discipline methods or the school discipline, um, what's the word I want to use, um, expectations. Then you have other teachers that, that work really hard to build relationships with these students so that they can be proactive in preventing some of this negative behavior that impacts the learning that's going on in their classroom. Um, what I found through the research and talking with teachers, the biggest thing was, was the building relationships. That is what made a difference in how discipline was implemented in the classroom. Um, when a teacher found that they struggled to make relationships with that student, they re reached out to another um, adult in the building that maybe had a good relationship with them that could help turn that student around and, and stop the negative behavior or disruptive behavior from happening in the classroom. So that was a common theme throughout all of my, my studies is building relationships. That is the key. All right. And did you find in your study that there were efforts made um, school-wide to maybe um, professional development for teachers to do to be aware of it and to, and what strategies or um, you know processes they can 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 uh, practice to to make sure that they are doing it. So what I did find is that it's not happening on a consistent basis um, in schools. Um, many of the teachers commented that even in their uh, teacher preparation classes, there was very little time spent on teaching, uh, teaching um, teachers how to build relationships, build classroom management, and work with students to um, be proactive in decreasing the disruptive behavior. Even as they started um, teaching in schools, um, a few of them talked about um, receiving, you know, uh, a professional development in um, PBIS, which is Positive um, Behavior Intervention System. Um, some of them talked about receiving some instruction in professional development and social emotional learning, um, but it wasn't consistent across um, the entire study. One concern of educators is the question of how to effectively build relationships with students in a virtual setting. At the Annie Eckloff Institute, we are committed to providing media-rich, teacher-centered, one-to-one or small group online support, so your students thrive. At Annie Eckloff Institute, presenters use virtual training that includes embedded scaffolds and supports for teachers. Maximize interactions with your students and the rigorous school curriculum, all within a robust online platform that you yourself learn to create. Learn the basics of virtual instruction. Learn strategies to maximize live content with increased engagement using your teacher toolbox and technology. Shine in your professional learning network. Show your interest in knowing more about our services and programs 
Schedule a presentation, a virtual visit, or virtual training for you, your peers, and your school. You owe it to yourself and your future success. Register today. Go to annieeckloffinstitute.net or call us today at 240-200-4222. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You'll be glad you did. Even as they started um, teaching in schools, um, a few of them talked about um, receiving, you know, uh, uh, professional development in um, PBIS, which is Positive um, Behavior Intervention System. Um, some of them talked about receiving some instruction in professional development and social emotional learning, um, but it wasn't consistent across um, the entire study. Many of them commented saying that they didn't feel that that was a huge focus on a consistent basis in their schools. And you mentioned you your study was conducted. Was this when you were at a, in a different state, um, or were you in Maryland at the time? Um, so I was in Maryland. Um, the teachers that I um, interviewed were across the United States. Um, okay. In different different states. Okay. All right. Yes. We'll make that distinction. It was um, um, a study of teachers in general across the U.S. Okay. Um, coming out of that COVID experience where a lot of the trainings and a lot of things, the interactions we have as professionals is, you know, done over Zoom or WebEx, how would you encourage admin and teacher educators, uh, such as the uh, staff development teachers, to use technology to support staff development in this area? Um, so time is very precious um, in the education system right now. So I think technology can be used by offering teachers an opportunity to take some of this training online versus sitting in person. Um, what I have seen um, just in my own observation that teachers are more likely to participate in some of these trainings um, if it doesn't take away from the time that they're already using the plan um, and prepare for each day. Also, um, staff development teachers can create um, what I call one-pagers or quick sheets, um, quick resource guides uh, that can be available online that teachers can access um, when they need to. I think it's important that they have resources at their fingertips and not have to go find someone sometimes because you know, it's sometimes you have to think quickly on your feet and being able to have those resources at your fingertips are very helpful. What would be your part in kind of following up with teachers or kind of, you, we, you mentioned about um, catching students being good or doing positive. What would you do as an administrator to catch the teachers doing positive or, or to to acknowledge or kind of in your observations of classes, would, what would you say are some of the look-fors? Um, so some, as an administrator, some of the things I'll, I'll look for or even um, compliment teachers on is when I see them working hard to build those relationships um, with students. And also, anytime I notice a teacher being proactive, like when they know that little Jimmy gets set off when there is a long transition to the next activity and they send um, little Jimmy to go pass out papers. So I would um, compliment that teacher, say, hey, I noticed that you, you know, planned ahead um, to keep Jimmy engaged with the lesson. So just 
I think applauding the good things, just like you would with the students, applauding the good things that they do, then they'll, you know, be, it'll come to mind quicker and they'll, they'll do it more. Um, building those relationships with students. Um, the other thing I would do as an administrator is just um, work with my admin team to provide more, op more um, training for, for teachers to learn how to build those relationships with students, learn more about the social emotional learning, um, trauma teaching, things of that nature to help them deal with these different populations of students that we encounter. What do you find are some student responses to that kind of um, exclusionary um, discipline? So what I found is it often tarnished the relationship between the teacher and the student. I can recall one of my participants mentioning um, they were working really hard trying to build a relationship with a student. Um, and then the student committed uh, an act that required them to be excluded for a couple days from the school. Uh, and they said when the, when the student came back, their relationship um, with the teacher deteriorated um, because they felt that the, the student blamed the teacher um, for, as they say, getting them kicked out of school. To be successful in a virtual learning environment, Students need to build confidence online. At the Annie Eckloff Institute, we have certified online teachers, career coaches, and parent educators ready to assist students and families to build remote learning confidence, maintain online security, master online course navigation, and develop strategies to stay connected with a learning network and school. Here at Annie Eckloff Institute, we continue to offer our own individual and small group tutoring as well. Register for Fundamentals High School Geometry and Algebra, College Prep, Reading and Study Skills, Test Prep. We teach you to triumph over test anxiety. Register for web-based editing tools, computer-aided design for aspiring engineers, and finding your own voice in a virtual learning environment. You owe it to yourself and your future success. Register today. Go to annieeckloffinstitute.net or call us today at 240-200-4222. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You'll be glad you did. Uh, so they had to start all over again. Uh, students continue when they were excluded from the classroom. Many teachers said that it often didn't change the behavior. Okay. Um, they would, it would stop for a couple of days, but the behavior would kick back up again and the student would continue on because no one took the time to investigate the whys. Dr. Mbachu has been giving us a lot of rich information on positive student discipline. I asked her to elaborate a little more on restorative justice and here's what she said. So with restorative justice, the student that um, committed the act that harmed the relationship, whether it was within an individual classroom or the community, is given an opportunity to make amends or to even understand um, how the others involved felt about it. Um, this is usually done with a conversation. 
Um, they call it a community circle where all parties get to get together and talk about their thoughts and feelings behind the act that caused the harm. Um, usually there's a facilitator there, either a teacher, a counselor, or an administrator leading the conversation. Um, and then from there, as they close out the conversation, they talk about what can be done to first repair the relationship and to, to move forward so that the student can have a fresh start and that they don't continue down the path they were on before. Okay. Mm -hmm. And as far as communicating with parents in general, um, what would what would a school do to um, allow parents to to be able to resource this information to know what kind of um, um, rather than have it go out just with that kid who's not acting right? What in general would you um, say that this information is made available for parents? So one way schools can do that is just by sharing some of the discipline, excuse me, strategies that they use um, in the beginning of the year, documentation that they send home, making it available on the website so that parents can have a better understanding, you know, what happens when my, my kid gets in trouble in school or what happens when my kid is not doing what they're supposed to do. Um, I, one thing I do think schools do 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 well is, you know, when, when an incident happens, they do communicate um, with the parent that the incident happened. Um, what I think where schools lack is just communicating in between um, and making sure that the parent un has a good understanding of what is going to happen after this or what can be done, what can be done to help the student after this so that we can prevent this from happening and reoccurring again. Okay. All right. Um, and also, I, I've read quite a bit about um, catching kids being good, too. You don't contact home just when there's a problem, especially if it is a problem student. Parents like to hear sometimes when they might have done a turnaround and they're doing something good for a change. Yes. One of the um, things that I learned, I remember in my first few years of teaching, one of my mentor teachers told me every negative phone call you make, you're supposed to make five positive ones. Mm. So that has always stuck with me. Mm -hmm. And I've done that. I've tried to continue that throughout my career. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Any, any closing statements? I know I would love to find out if there's anything that, uh, that um, this kind of maybe have set, has set the stage for any further studies. Did you, uh, read anything more after you did your study? Hey, don't let the pandemic get you down. At the Annie Egloff Institute, we want to maximize both face-to-face -face and virtual environments to provide fun and engaging spaces for learners of all ages. Check out our new fall 2021 lineup. Programs include the following. AEI Kids Studio, an online makerspace for kids of all ages that will incorporate science, technology, engineering, art, and math. Kids will use various apps to play games, create some really cool digital media, and share creative ideas to build and test prototypes and designs. Mission Learn. 
Students will meet once per week to learn to appreciate math and science by engaging in interactive learning through the online space designed to reinforce what students are learning in school. By using online tools, open education resources, and virtual participation with a live tutor in a small group setting, students explore real-world applications of math and science to gain a better understanding of why we learn the skills. And check this out, we now have our own clubs. The Esports Club, which provides an organized high school level esports league in a comfortable environment with healthy competition to grow the next generation of industry leaders. We will also visit virtual scientific labs to witness the practical applications of concepts we've learned in the classroom. And of course, we still have our traditional programs as well, including individual and small group tutoring evenings or weekends to assist students with math and reading, GED and test prep and high school completion courses for older students. Register for web-based editing tools, computer-aided design for aspiring engineers, and finding your own voice in a virtual learning environment. Register your child today. Go to annieekloffinstitute.net or call us today at 240-200-4222. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You'll be glad you did. You know, mm-hmm. based on that. Um, what, what do you think that your um, study added to the uh, literature on this? Um, So what I think it added to is just giving, I've seen, you know, research on um, just the implementation of some of these discipline, alternative discipline methods. Um, I think it just gave more insight into the teacher's perspective, which isn't often shared, and it's difficult to get. Um, And I think pairing that with the student perspective, uh, I think school districts can... um, go into the school year making a more informed decision on what types of discipline methods that they would like to use or utilize in the school system um, and go away from using exclusionary discipline methods. Over the years, schools are making efforts to do away with exclusionary discipline methods, but we still lean on it as a crutch. So I think this um, research kind of helps add on to the and further reinforces that we really shouldn't be using exclusionary discipline method as a as a means of correcting um, disruptive student behavior. You are listening to a podcast series hosted by the Annie Eckloff Institute, promoting integrative multimedia support with a student centered approach when a traditional classroom is just not enough. The Annie Eckhoff Institute provides virtual support for social learning anxiety, new learners, learners with disabilities, and thinking that is considered out of the box. Because life does not have to feel like a sinking ship. Join us this Saturday for a new episode of The Tea and the Toast. Get us on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher. Join us for any of the Annie Eckloff Institute podcasts 
available on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher. The Family Forum with Suzanne, Courtney, and Jocelyn. The Tea and the Toast. Topics that interest everyday people. Digital Escape. Highlighting the best in education technology and world fashion teaching. 